during the break from the 253. Dusty talking about the Royals gets me going. Be careful. Be careful when we get sexual. Um, we get a certain crowd that doesn't like it. I don't know if you heard about that. Somebody got mad. I was talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Thought we were talking about their sex life. and said, hey, my kids are in the car. Guy's mind was already in the dirty gutter. You got to learn at some point. And we weren't even talking about their sex life. I promise. As much as I would like to, I will not do that. That is not my position nor my platform. It's off air radio. Yeah. Um, but as we do every night that we do this show at 8 o'clock, we get into the out of left field question. Again, the number, 913-586-7610. For those of you that talk sports fans that like to text that in, don't you worry. We'll get to it. We've done it for two hours. This is just where we like to digress, get the audience engaged, and have a little fun. This is After Hours with Dusty Lights. Let me be that voice in your ear for a minute. Lifetime supply of blank, but you can't say money. 913-586-7610. That's the J. Southland Toe Service text line. Blake, you got an answer? I don't been, mean to put you on the spot. Nah, so you're good, man. I, I've been thinking about this since you told me about it before the show. And I, my mind keeps coming back to one thing. And I don't know if it's because I happen to be wearing the Winchester shirt right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking practically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could go with food. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, who doesn't want enough food for the rest of their life and never have to worry about it. Right. I don't know why. I think my lifetime supply would actually be of ammo. Okay. I know that's weird. Okay. But if you but ammo's expensive. I told you. I think it's I think I'm influenced by the shirt today. Okay. You just out there gunning it. D- dude. Just out there target practice. Rounds shooting. is expensive, man. What happens yeah. when the zombie apocalypse comes? It'd be great to have an unlimited supply of ammo. A lot of text coming in. Lifetime supply of blank, but you can't say money. And I know this is going to get dirty. It always does. My stepmother, she says, peanut M&Ms. Bless her heart. I mean, if you like them, then, you know, you got them. I'll tell you mine. Seriously and kind of seriously. Pro V1 golf balls. It's a great answer. $6 a ball. Damn. 18 bucks a sleeve, about 50 bucks for a group. And I don't pay for golf balls. I don't lose a lot these days, and I'll kind of look whenever I have the opportunity. But on a serious note, I think I would say water. (laughs) I don't know why water came into my head, but maybe it's because I've watched Mad Max Fury Road recently, and I just feel like we'd all be screwed if we ran out of water. But, hey, here's Dusty. Because you know what they say? They say you should drink half of your body weight in ounces. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say. And my 197 ass, I guess I've got to drink, what is that? 145 ounces, or I guess, yeah, 145 ounces of water a day. That's 290. That's 290. I'm terrible at math. <laughs> it's somewhere in the. Remember, remember when teachers said you, you weren't going to be able to. You won't, be able, you won't be able to take your phone and use your calculator anywhere you went. So it'd be 98.5 ounces of water that I need to drink every day, according to they say. 913. Credit card reward points. And that's from the 816. Ooh. See, that's a good. Unlimited flying miles. Mm. That'd be a great one. You ain't flying anywhere when you got a basement full of ammo. 
Um, 913 says, lifetime supply of fuel slash gas can drive anywhere in forever. My only problem with that is, which I guess it probably isn't a problem for another gazillion years. Maybe that's too much. What if everything goes electric and gas is just whatever? Because, I mean, when's the last time you've seen a stick vehicle? Those things are gone. Surprisingly, I can drive a stick. Somebody from the 417 said food. Food would save you a lot of money. I asked this question to my coworkers today, and a lot of people said groceries, lifetime supply of groceries. From the 816, gasoline. Mm. From the 816, we all have the hungry people in the car here. Lifetime supplies from the 816. Lifetime supply of steak, pizza, chocolate, or cheese curds. Freddy's cheese curds, that is. Over the over the Culver's cheese curds? I've had both. They're both delicious. I haven't had fast food in a long time, but those are both solid options. Another, another 913, gasoline. 816, gas for the car. 417, condoms. <laughs> Lifetime supply from the 913 of time. From the 913, another note. Live live forever. Lifetime, lifetime supply of life? Are you just living the age that you are? Or do you pick an age that you're like, you know what? 45 seems like a good age. From lifetime the, supply of beer. I was going to say you're gonna say, yeah. Lifetime supply of beer is great. Yeah, but I mean, you're going to have a short life because you know you're just going to be drinking. You're going to be drinking. But hey, beer is 90% water, so you're still staying hydrated, you know. Is it really 90% water? <laughs> Bud Light is. <laughs> Natty Light probably is. Mm. From the 816, lifetime supply of Chiefs wins. Woo. So it is undefeated. Forever. I feel like you'd start to hate football. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Why even watch the game at that point? 913-586-7610 as a Jimmy John's commercial comes on. I like Jimmy John's. Lifetime supply of Jack in the Box tacos. Not a chance. You yes, sir. Five years. Give me that. Because sometimes you get to those places like, what is it? You get like wings for a year from B-dubs or you can get like tacos for life. Somebody says chronic. Duh. All right, you know what? That one I can get down on. Just like every month, somebody drops off a, a bag. Here's your lifetime supply. And I didn't really hit it hard last month. Now I got two pillowcases. <laughs> got seven pounds in my garage. 816, the green plant with five leaves. I feel like you might be doing something recreational. Very descriptive with five leaves. Because I think that's what the plant looks like. Yes. Uh, 816, here we go. Doobies. They're rolling in now. No pun intended. From 816, a lifetime supply of apple bottom females, not Taylor Swift style. Well, that's not her fault. Let her live her life. You can only shake what your mama gave you. Did you see that movie theaters are getting mad at the Taylor Swift movie because they can hear people singing to the songs from the theater next door? Yes. I have seen this complaint. I see two sides of the story. Well, I see both sides. One... Maybe you should put, like, the Taylor Swift movie in its own area. Like, you know how movie theaters are in corners, but there's yeah, other yeah. theaters next to it? Then just have the same time showing for every for that corner. So everybody's in sync. It starts at the same time. You cannot mess it up. It's in sync. 
on both sides, and everybody's singing along, and they're in their own wing. Or maybe wait a little bit until this, you know, era's tour movie, because what I've heard, it's been awesome. People are dancing, they're singing, it's three hours of fun. And then the other side is you just got to, you know, maybe just know your know your role. Well, honey, we're going to go see this movie, but next to us is, well, Taylor Swift. Maybe hit the matinee instead of the late night movie. 417, Drunk Women. That's what you want a lifetime don't, supply Don't of? need a lifetime supply of that. Never have, actually. Or Drunk Men. Yeah. <laughs> From the 563, I have a stick. 2009 Ford Fusion. I don't want to, I don't, I didn't know they were still making them that far into the 2000s. I didn't either. I used to have this little blue truck. Loved it. It was a, it was a GMC Sonoma. And it was a stick shift. And some of my friends that knew how to drive it sometimes would be like, let me drive the truck. A lot of good times in that vehicle. Missed that show. Miller Light 16 ounce South Mick. Mm. I like the 16 ounce cans because you know, you know, six of those is eight beers. Mm, I do. It's a great price. 96 divided by six is. What is it? 7.99 for the six pack? I don't know. Miller High Life six pack is. I think a total of tax is like 6.92 at Quick Trip. That's normally my Wednesday. Uh, that's normally my uh, my Wednesday special because I do the. Six to seven show with Pete. Get home about 7.30, 7.45. Normally, I've ate a quick, I've ate a dinner at like five before the show, and then it's just patio session, music, six-pack of Miller High Life in a cane. Unlimited groceries from ZC. Saves so much money. Because yeah, what, you can just buy like your normally grocery visits now at like $350, $400 mm-hmm. for like a family of four, family of three. Hell, <laughs> Sometimes two people, depending on what you're getting. A lot of people just want a lifetime supply of weed. From the 816, we have Nuggies. Are those the Nuggies that, like, Andy Reid's talking about in that State Farm commercial, or is it the Nuggies that everyone else seems to be texting in about? Because from the 563, they said green or gasoline. Gasoline and groceries seem to be the favorite on the out-of-left-field question tonight. I am the odd man out with my answer. Yeah, you went. Me... You went really. You went. You went there. You said ammo. I don't know why that's not such crazy. You know, whatever. I drive a manual 2010 Kia Fort Forte, basically any Kia or Hyundai until 2015 could be manual. My wife has a 2016 Mazda 6 that is a six-speed manual. You just have so much more control with a stick. You don't have time to text on your phone. How aggravating is that? You drive That's by true. a car and they're just texting. That's true. I know the state, the state of Missouri said they're going to start trying to pass a law where they can give people tick, uh, tickets for driving while on their phone. I thought that was already a thing. Should be. 417 says Chiefs tickets. Hell yeah. Make a lot of money selling those things. Yeah. 50-yard line, five rows back, unlimited supply. That's actually chiefs that texted that. Mm. Got a burner phone in the, in the slammer. Yeah. Haven't heard much about him for obvious reasons. Out of left field question. Limited supply of blank. Can't say money. 913-586-7610. Coming back on the other side, we revisit a topic from earlier. Let's pump the brakes. We talk about top-tier quarterbacks in the NFL. There was a reason last night why we should. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
Still some out of left field questions coming in. There you go. Uh, as we're into the uh, sort of the end of the show, as we start winding down before we get into Wednesday, which is Arrowhead Pride Radio at 6 o'clock with myself and Pete Sweeney. 417 says an unlimited supply of fairways. 785 says bush light. I'm assuming fairways like golf. The club, yeah. Okay. Mm, just every time you hit the ball, you're in the fairway. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Balls was a lot better one. I went golfing this past weekend, and that was probably a better, way better answer. I yeah. lose a lot. That's what I'm saying. Lifetime supply of Pro V1s. You get the best golf ball. You don't have to pay for it, and you just don't worry about losing your ball. You don't stress about it because there's some guys you'll play golf with that'll be like, oh, I hope I don't lose this Pro V1. And then immediately shanked into the woods. You're like, why are you doing that to yourself? From the 913, somebody typed in diamonds, but they forgot diamonds are already forever. Mm, good movie. James Bond. Actually, that wasn't a good movie. It's also their slogan mm-hmm. for De Beers. <laughs> Bush light, man. Bush. I smashed a lot of those uh, corn labeled Bush lights this summer. Oh, yeah. We take a 30 pack because they don't sell 30 packs anymore. I know Costco has like 36 packs, but like they don't sell like 30 packs at the grocery store. It's just like 24 is like the most you can get from Miller Lite. But Bush Lite, you can get 30 of those daddies. The only 30 rack we could get in Tennessee in college for Austin P was Keystone Lite. I got hammered on that at a Missouri party out in Columbia. They had a guy rushing a fraternity. He was just dressed up in a poo costume and they kept saying, Poo, more stones. One of the, I'll never forget that night. Keith Stone. Yeah. Hey, Pooh, more stones. Put your hat back on. It was so hot. It was early in the semester. My buddy was rushing KA. I don't even think they're on campus anymore. I was just in Columbia this last week because I went to St. Louis, and we stopped in Columbia both ways. Um, I'll never forget that story. That's so funny. Because I didn't go to any D1 schools. I graduated from UCM. Shout out Mules. And, uh, yeah, it's so funny. This poor kid, didn't know what it was, had to wear a Winnie the Pooh costume, middle of the summer, outside party, playing beer pong and beer die. Hey, Pooh, more stones. You know that that Pooh costume smelled terrible. Yeah, you think he was the only pledge that wore that thing. You're out of your (laughs) mind. From the 816, we have 610. Lifetime supply of 610. Oh, that's nice. That's touching. Yeah. Uh, Matt Verderam. You hear him all the time on the drive. He was on there today, actually. And he said something of note that I kind of took home last night watching that Dallas Chargers game about one Justin Herbert. When you watch these games with Herbert, and I know you get these people who immediately scream, oh, he's got 13 fourth-quarter comebacks. Yeah, that's nice. In the last three years, you know, leads the NFL in fourth-quarter comebacks? Kirk Cousins. Okay, and, and nobody's clamoring for Kirk Cousins to be considered Joe Montana. Like, Herbert has this issue with late in the game. When he's got the ball and the, the game's on his racket, they very often, but they do nothing. Earlier this year against Miami, situation arose, did nothing. They went backwards. Last night, throws a pick down the game. It's not all on him. Nobody reasonable saying that, but I do think you look at Herbert and all the talent in the world's there. We're three and a half years into his career. What is his signature win? What is it? He, is, he doesn't have one. What's his signature moment? What's the year that he was almost the MVP? I mean, none of these things are true. I think he's extraordinarily talented, but at this point, he does not belong in the conversation with some of those real top, top quarterbacks in the league. The opposite side of it, 
was Colin Cowherd, who talked about Justin Herbert as well. Justin Herbert has had Anthony Lynn fired and Brandon Staley, who Charger fans would like fired. And yet, Pro Bowl Offensive Rookie of the Year, playoff appearance in the AFC in a division with Mahomes, and he's 500 with Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley. Last night, running for his life, broken finger left hand, no run game. He lost 20-17 to 17 in a virtual road game to a team that's won 24 games the last two years. Mahomes got Andy Reid and stability. Justin Herbert, week two out of college, your starting kid, behind the lowest-ranked O-line in the league, a head coach who is over his head. I'm sorry, folks, but he checks every box. He was a 4.2 college student, biology major. Big, smart, power arm, mobile, hungry, and humble. There are no boxes he doesn't check. Did you know he was a biology major? I did not. Did not know that. Mm -hmm. I understand that with Justin Herbert, we like to throw in the Vance Joseph, Brandon Staley thing, right? Did Brandon Staley lose that game last night? Uh, when you don't go, when you go for it on fourth, mm-hmm. when you could just kick the field goal to tie it, sure, wasn't a great move. Take the points, man. Justin Herbert has one playoff game. He's zero and one, and they were up, I think, twenty-seven to zero in that game. And the opposing quarterback had thrown four interceptions in the first half, and that was Trevor Lawrence. Justin Herbert has played 15 games he started in 2020, played in 15 games. 17, 17, and so far this year, 5 of 5. His overall record is 27 and 27. He's thrown for 103 touchdowns and 37 interceptions. That's good for 4.8 to a 1.7. That's a damn good ratio. But the conversation that we consistently have with Justin Herbert is does he belong in the upper tier of quarterbacks. Again, his record in 54 games is 27 and 27. He's a 500 quarterback. He has one playoff appearance and is a playoff loss. I get it. His coach really pooed the bed in that Raiders game where all they had to do was tie, calls a timeout, pisses off the Raiders. They go down, kick a field goal and win. Maybe his coach, of course, maybe his coach, of course, is the reason that they blew that game. But at some point, somebody who is considered to be one of the best doesn't get a lot of scrutiny for his overall record or his playoff record. Because one thing that we always see, Blake, with guys that are quarterbacks in the league, we always hear, oh, man, there's like five elite quarterbacks, and they are this, right? And Pro Football Focus wrote this article back in May of this year on the 23rd of May. And their top five quarterbacks were Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. This is before Rodgers got hurt, obviously. As preceded by Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. My question tonight is, is Justin Herbert more in the conversation with Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, and Rodgers? Or is he more in the conversation of Cousins, Prescott, Tua, Stafford, Deshaun Watson? And I don't think, and this is just me personally, that he deserves to be in that category with Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, his overall record 
is 69 and 17. Or even Josh Allen, whose overall record is 82 and 56. I'm sorry, 56 and 26. Justin Herbert is 27 and 27 as a starter. And I understand that you can blame coaches and you can say he checks all the boxes, but as Verderam said on the drive today, what's his significant win? What was his moment where you were like this guy? He's had glimpses of a moment where you're like, I don't know if anybody else makes that throw. One of them might've happened last year when he had the injured rib and threw like a 35 yard hose in the back of the end zone. Joe Burrow, another quarterback in the NFL that they put in the top elite. His overall record, surprisingly, is 27 and 20 and one. And I think the sub conversation that we have in this is that maybe, and again, I can get called bias or a homer or whatever it is, rose colored glasses that only see Chiefs things and beautiful images. But it seems like every year we put Patrick Mahomes in a category with others. And those others are Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Rogers, Herbert. And I don't know if Justin Herbert has literally played himself into that conversation. Well, and even in that category you just listed, the only people that really belong in talks with uh, Patrick Mahomes would be Aaron Rodgers because he's got the Super Bowl. He's got the four MVPs. Then you'd have to add in Lamar Jackson because he actually owns an MVP. Other than that, and I and I, I can see the argument like, well, what about Josh Allen? No, I get it. I get it. But if we're going off like actual stats and actual accolades, Lamar's won it. Burrow hasn't. Allen hasn't. Hurts hasn't. Hurts hasn't. Herbert's best finish at MVP was ninth. And that was last year. And I see the text come in from the 913 that Herbert is Rivers 2.0. Which means he's a borderline Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. But the thing about this is that I find it very contradicting that we use statistics and sports with greatness or eliteness, which probably isn't a word, um, with rings. Right? How dare you have a conversation about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in the same sentence when he hasn't even won a half of what Tom Brady's won? Okay. Well, then why do we put Herbert in a class with Patrick Mahomes when he doesn't even have a winning record and he's 0-1 in the playoffs? Because the thing that we always see with Justin Herbert is these are his first four years in the league. The numbers are unmatched. Patrick Mahomes didn't play his first year in the league. Patrick Mahomes has already beat every single team in the NFL except the Chiefs. He's 28. Patrick Mahomes won the MVP twice. He's won two Super Bowls. He's been to three. He's hosted the AFC Championship game in his own house since he's been a starter. So when you take away rings on this side of the discussion, let's start taking people out that don't have other accolades on their resume that are quite as exceptional as Patrick Mahomes. Let's just leave Mahomes in the penthouse suite. And then you can look at the other rooms of the next floor and be like, you know what? Allen's probably there. Burrow's probably there. Aaron Rodgers has a key. He's not always checked in. Take that as you will. But again, I don't understand where this Justin Herbert elite quarterback, does he have a great arm? Of course. Does he fit the mold of a franchise-leading quarterback? Absolutely. 
But at some point, we got to stop blaming Brandon Staley. Last night, Dallas didn't have any sacks, and Colin Coward's out here saying until the very end that he, you know, bottom tier offensive line. That offensive line was good for every single play except the last two. They put up 10 points. That offensive line did their job last night. He has Keenan Allen. He has Austin Eckler. Yes, he lost Mike Williams. I get it. But at what point do we start peeling back the onion and think, okay, 27 and 27, he's 0-1 in the playoffs, and he had a 27-point lead? Like, Could you imagine if Mahomes had a 27-point lead in a playoff game? Well, and you just made a great point. You named off all of his weapons. Eckler, top, one of the top running backs every year. Keenan, Keenan Allen, great wide receiver, A-plus wide receiver. Any team would love to have him. Mike Williams, good wide receiver. Everybody would love to have him. You can't make the argument that, oh, he only needs X, and then he's there. If it's coming down to the coach, and he's got all these weapons and still can't do it, there is obviously a gap somewhere. And I don't really disagree that he checks all the boxes of what, like if you were to take a video game and build your quarterback, and you had Justin Herbert's attributes, you know, 90 plus throwing power, 90 or 80 plus accuracy, 70 something speed. But the thing is, is that Justin Herbert does things that some of these elite quarterbacks don't do. You can't take a sack at the end of the game. And I get it. That's your offensive line, but they were there for you all night. They score on their opening drive. They only score three points the rest of the game. Dallas got beat by Arizona. Dallas is a team that one week they show up, one week they don't. You were at home. You've yet to win your division. You've yet to win a playoff game. This is year, what, five? What have other quarterbacks done? Burrow's been to the Super Bowl, won an AFC championship game in Arrowhead. And I just find it odd that people want to crown him. And again, We can visit this conversation if what happens does happen. Maybe he goes to a different team. Maybe he plays with a different head coach. Possibly. But you mean to tell me that if Patrick Mahomes was on the Chargers with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and had Brandon Staley as his coach, that he wouldn't be somewhat of the same? I find that hard to believe. I truly believe that if Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of the Bears, they're a playoff team. If he's the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, They're a playoff team. Everywhere he goes, they're a playoff team, and they win. He just has it, and he should be in a league of his own and not be discussed with other names until other names can do half of what he does, just like the other argument of it is is that you can't put Patrick Mahomes in Tom Brady's category until he does half of what he's done. Patrick Mahomes has two Super Bowls, one to three. Been to five consecutive AFC Championship games, and we don't want to put him in the same conversation as Brady, but, but, Justin Herbert, he's finished ninth in MVP. He's won Offensive Rookie of the Year. But we want to put him in the elite status with the Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Get out of here. I won't do it. Last night he got sacked and threw a pick. Back-back plays. They lose the game. They have a short week. They come to Kansas City. I'll tell you why. You can rest easy. Why you can still be concerned because it's a division game, but why there are sides that lead all towards the Kansas City Chiefs. We do that next on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
Back here at After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Blake with you until 9 o'clock, and then we are out of here. Hope you're all enjoying the show. If you don't get to hear it live, please make sure you go download it on the Odyssey app. It is After Hours, and then my mug is right there. Um, Talked a little bit about Justin Herbert and his decision-making. You remember last year, right? He was driving down the field and didn't quite uh, – didn't quite make the right decision. Did a no-huddle offense on the goal line. Tight end slips still through the ball. And Watson picks that off and takes it to the house. Chiefs win that game. I remember that because I watched that franchise episode, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the next day. Or I guess that when it came out, the next episode. And they did like a in-depth look at Watson. He was like, yeah, it's crazy. And they showed him the video again. He's just astonished so again decision making last night also very poor on Justin Herbert's side again I'm not here to just rag on Justin Herbert it's not his fault that people put him in an elite category I just think that maybe now is a time where we sit back and prove it sounds like you hate Justin Herbert no man I loved him in Oregon I thought he should have came out after his junior year and he stayed his senior year wasn't as productive and then got a job because the starting quarterback ahead of him got his lung punctured with a needle during pregame, and then they put him in there, and they're like, oh, this guy's actually pretty damn good. Um, I just find the 27-27 and record, 0-1 in the playoffs, no MVPs, no Offensive Players of the Year, a Rookie of the Year, but whatever. The 27-27 and actually shocked me a little bit. I thought it would have been on the positive side. 54 total games played, 27-27. and Patrick Mahomes, 69-17. and So. But they're comparable. I guess. <laughs> He's got a rocket arm. He's got the talent. He's got flowing hair. He is a very beautiful person. Yeah. He's got that going for him. But his gameplay, not as good looking. Um, I do kind of, I don't know if I like the Philip Rivers thing yet. It's comparable. I kind of used to put, I didn't used to, I kind of do every once in a while put Josh Allen in the Philip Rivers mold. Great regular season quarterback. Playoffs, meh. Lost a home game last year to Cincinnati. Lost in 13 seconds in a divisional game. Lost an AFC Championship game and lost his cool. Although I did see Josh Allen has a drinking game. I watched he was playing golf. He's yeah. a, where he says Buffalo if it's in your right hand. Loved it. Loved it. That's, that's, we're playing that next time on the course. <laughs> I don't know if I make it to the fifth hole. I'm right-hand <laughs> dominant. Everything I do is with my right hand. Same. That's what makes the game so fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of a game that might not be so much fun, Sunday, Chiefs-Chargers 325. You can hear coverage on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. Pre-game will be on 610. Post-game, Arrowhead Pride post-game show with Jay Binkley. Sideline reporter for Chiefs Radio Network, Josh Klingler, and co-host of Fesco in the Morning joins Binkley on every show. So does Pete Sweeney. They dip, dally, and dive into uh, all the Chiefs news from that game. There's a lot of favoritism towards the Chiefs. Five and a half point spread right now. Um, there's more than that. We talked about it earlier tonight. I think the comfortability level that you could have with this game tonight or with this game on Sunday should be a little bit higher than in most. Chiefs ride a five-game win streak into this game. Chiefs sit atop of the AFC. Chiefs have not traveled, and Chiefs have had ten, nine days off. Also, to add on to that, we have video proof that Patrick Mahomes took offensive credit for not 
doing what everybody has expected them to do. Uh, wanted to congratulate the defense after the game this past week. Said, don't worry, boys. The offense will get it together. Mm-hmm. When I see that, and when I see Pat say, hey, this is, what, this is on us. I know we won. The lo- It's not a loss, but hey, we need to do better. That shows me coming into this week, there's a fire lit under Patrick Mahomes. And we've seen it. We've seen it throughout the year. He, we, they've shown a lot of his side-eyed looks, some of his, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just some of those shots. And I think after you see that video of him talking to the uh, talking to the team, right. watch out. Yeah, I mean, there's that that level of in-house competition. Like, we know the defense is doing their job. Let's have a game where people go, okay, the offense is back. The offense can, you know, do whatever they want. And that frustration is is well-deserved because Patrick Mahomes is the captain of this team. He's the voice in that locker room, and he knows that it's not him that needs to get better. He knows it's the team chemistry and, and guys need to step up, and we'll get into that whole comment of – or the, the whole stats of Rasheed Rice here in a little bit um, on the other side. But – the reason of comfortability is Andy Reid's been a head coach for 24 years, and in that full tenured weeks and seasons of being a head coach, the man is 27 and four after a bye. The man has had nine days to prepare for the Chargers, who just played on Monday night, and oh by the way, travel on Friday to Kansas City. They got four days to figure it out. They lost to Dallas. They fell flat. They played a good defense against Dallas. They have not played a top three defense like the Chiefs. They will play them Sunday at 325. They will travel on a short week to Kansas City. They are two and four. Their season is in a pivotal position. Their head coach's seat is hot. And we all know that when nerves are riding high, your actions tend to go awry. You start second guessing yourself. You start thinking about, okay, okay, am I doing this right? We have to get this right. We have to do this. First 15 last night looked good for the Chargers. After that, it went, well... Off the radar. Didn't look like they were really ready to win that game. They were talking a whole bunch of spit before that game. There was a brawl, pregame brawl. Snedder got his helmet knocked off. And now you come to Kansas City where the head coach and the the bye whisperer has got nine days to prepare for you. All these players have rested. They can give Rasheed Rice more and more video. And the Kansas City Chiefs, seven straight AFC West titles, they win this one against the Chargers. It's eight. They're then six and one. Tiebreaker over Denver. Tiebreaker over the Chargers. Chargers two and five. Four games out of first place in the division. No tiebreaker. Play Denver again. You possibly go to seven and one. And then the real season starts. So I'm not at a level of concern where it's like, I don't know, man. It's the Chargers. If they do, in fact, have one of the worst offensive lines. They're going up against one of the best defensive lines. If they have a quarterback that struggles at making key decisions and key points of the game, he goes up against a defense that is second in the league and points allowed at 14.7. If he has a moment where he's got to come back and build his team to win, good luck. This defense is only allowed an average of 14.7 points. They don't allow a touchdown on opening drives. I don't think they've done that all year. This is a locked-up defense. This is an offense that I think is slowly but surely figuring out, still ranks top 10 inside point score to game, second in passing yards per game, and they're just now figuring out their wide receiver, Raiders number four, who had four catches two weeks ago on four targets. I'm sorry, on five targets and a touchdown in this past week, four targets, four catches. Two weeks total, 
A touchdown, 109 yards, nine catches. We dive into Rasheed Rice before we get out of this show because I think that the actual man himself as a wide receiver one in this Chiefs offense has arrived. But again, the worry level for me against the Chargers on Sunday at 325 is not as high as you might think it is. might be about a 20% just because it's a division game. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Final segment here on After Hours. Thanks for everybody that joined tonight. Thanks for Fox 4's Rob Collins, who joined us tonight as well, as we always try to stay local on Tuesdays in the first hour of the show. We keep people from around the area. Maybe you don't watch them on TV, but when you hear them, maybe you do. Kyle Schwarber hits another solo home run. 3-0 Philly over Arizona for those of you interested in baseball. A Schwarby with two today? He had two, two solo shots, and I think he had one last night too. So I think Harper, Castellanos, and Schwarber went deep. I was waiting to just interrupt you when Castellanos was mm. at the plate. Just be like, and Castellanos the left field. And a deep drive to left for those of you that get that. Congratulations. Um, There was a lot of comparisons at the beginning of the year to two wide receivers that have both now played for the Chiefs. One was Sammy Watkins. One was Rasheed Rice. A lot of size similarities. Rasheed Rice, 6'2", 203. Sammy Watkins, 6'1", 211. Um, Sammy Watkins' best regular season with the Kansas City Chiefs was in 2019. He had 52 receptions on 90 targets, which that's kind of an astonishing number to have 52 receptions on 90 targets. Um, But he had 673 yards. He averaged 12.9 a game, and he had three touchdowns. His longest was 68 yards for a touchdown. He was obviously electric in that 2019 playoff run, too. He had 14 uh, receptions on 18 targets for 288. Um, The 60-yard touchdown catch, I think, against the Titans in the AFC Championship game that year, um, which sealed the victory. Uh, But again, you look at Sammy Watkins, 673 yards, 52 catches, three touchdowns. And in the beginning of the year, Mahomes kind of compared Rasheed Rice's body type to a Sammy Watkins, his play type to a Sammy Watkins. And if you go back even further, Peyton Manning had a quote, and I don't have it verbatim, but it was more so like Rasheed Rice seems like the kind of guy that fits a Mahomes-driven offense Big, can go well against man-to-man, can get open in the zone, move in space. And Rasheed Rice this year uh, has 21 receptions on 28 targets for 245 yards, averaging 11.7, two touchdowns, two close touchdowns where he's gotten to the one-yard line. So could potentially have four touchdowns, doesn't. He does have four drops, one of which led to a Patrick Mahomes interception. But in his last two games, Rasheed Rice has five targets for four catches for 33 yards and a touchdown. And the one that most recently played against the 
Denver Broncos, he was the guy. Four targets, four receptions for 72 yards, and he had that 28-yard catch as well. So nine targets, eight catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty good. And I think the comparison to Sammy Watkins is great. Sammy Watkins was that receiver that Patrick Mahomes needed in this offense to go with Travis Kelsey, who obviously leads the team in receptions. Not only that, but Rasheed Rice could be better than Sammy Watkins' best regular season in Kansas City. 245 yards receiving, he'd need to get to 693. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Rasheed Rice could flirt with that number, I'd have been like, you might be a little bit uh, under the substance. But there is a chance because I see amping up on his numbers. In fact, there's only been one time this season where he had less than five targets. That was week two against Jacksonville. He had two targets, two catches for 20 yards. Every single game other than that, five, seven, five, five, four. That number should get better. That number should get bigger. And the way that that number is going to do that is that in his last three games, if you want to add the totals up even more, he's got 14 targets and he's got 11 receptions. Well over 100 yards and a touchdown. I think Rasheed Rice is starting to show a little bit more of that trusting attitude and that sort of I'm ready to go up a level for Patrick Mahomes. And if you're doing that for Mahomes, you're going to do that with Andy Reid as they work side by side, right? You remember the Netflix documentary. Oh, he'll put something down and I'll figure something out. He'll try to tinker with it. And then we'll just try to develop it into a different kind of play. But I think there is a good chance that Rasheed Rice could be Sammy Watkins and more as a rookie. The big part about it is you've just got to develop more and more trust and better reps with Patrick Mahomes. The four drops will... Kind of annoying. But if those disappear and the production continues to elevate, the Chiefs then have a number one wide receiver on their offense or at least a trusted number one. Not only is that good for the offense, that then makes things a little bit more stressless for a quarterback and a head coach. Okay, that also works for guys like Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, and MVS. You're not hell-bent on one of those guys to step up. You just accept them for who they are. All right, we're going to try to get Sky Moore to get us, you know, three to four targets a game, you know, two to three catches, anywhere from 25 to, you know, 45 yards, big play on a third down. Same thing with Kadarius Toney. Maybe you're not the wide receiver one that maybe we thought you could be, but at times your skill set goes unseen and you surprise teams. You can now play with a looser mentality where you don't have to feel like you need to be the guy because you found out who that is. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. And the other thing about that as well is that you've now created what you've always needed, what makes the Chiefs offense tick, right? Last year, Juju was that guy, 900 and some odd yards, 70-something yards, probably went at 1,000, but missed a few games. Thanks, Jacksonville. You found that Sammy Watkins piece that when was on the field for the 14 games that he played, the Chiefs offense just was at a different level. It clicked a little bit better. And if Rasheed Rice can continue to answer the call when his phone is being rang, 
Mahomes is going to realize that. They're going to build a better chemistry, and the rookie out of SMU is going to start living up to that second-round hype. Because we gave you the, the numbers from Quentin Johnson earlier. Doesn't have a game with multiple catches. Last night had a .9 separation rate. Two targets, one catch. Go be that guy, number four. Let Mahomes start trusting you a little bit more, and let's see those targets get to like seven or eight. See those catches get to like six or, you know, five to seven. See that yardage go up a little bit more. And get those touchdown numbers in there a little bit more. Blake, thanks for all your help tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks to the text line that joined us, as always, for the out-of-left field question. And thanks to Rob Collins of Fox 4 for joining me, as we always do, local Tuesdays. I'll be back tomorrow from 6 to 7 for Arrowhead Pride Radio. And as I sign off every single night, for all of you out there, go do nice things for people. It is cool to care. You never know what a nice gesture might do to somebody's day moving forward or their week. Kansas City, as always, stay safe. Good night. I love you, and I will talk to you tomorrow night on the Arrowhead Pride Radio Show. Thanks again, Blake. Take care. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.